You're listening to The Andy Peter Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 8 p.m. GMT and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. HorizonTalkRadio.wordpress.com Now, it's your turn. It certainly is, and we're talking today with Arlene regarding the fifth generation, um, 5G, and the COVID-19 coronavirus um, I don't know if you've been watching the news, but there's been a lot of um, things out there saying um, from the activists, quite rightly so, that 5G may be linked with coronavirus. They've given their evidence, but as soon as that's happened, the press have debunked the allegations without reading them. And one good guy, I mean, I take my hat off to this guy. He's on national television, and I'll just read this quickly. Eamon Holmes from Good Morning Show respond to complaints over handling of COVID-19 and 5G claims. So what Eamon Holmes said, um, he obviously doesn't believe in conspiracy theories linking the rollout of 5G to coronavirus, but he's really angry that, um, you know, the press have said, oh, you're bonkers, even without coming up with the scientific evidence. So now he's in trouble from the um, the media people, you know, the watchdogs for media, um, they're going to off come. They're going to have a look at why he said it. You know, what did he mean? I mean, he was very clear what he meant. Don't knock someone's ideas down um, without proving why they're not, um, you know, correct in what they say. 5G might be linked to coronavirus. As we both, um, so loads of people know that already. Yeah, that don't make us daft. It makes us, you know, um, inquisitive as well. We want to let people know what we think to see what they think. I mean, you shouldn't be told off because you're a conspiracy theorist. I mean, we're conspiracy factualists, maybe. Um, Anyway, moving on, we've got Arlene here today. Um, Her blog's are arlenejohnson.livejournal.com and uh, truedemocracy.net. Arlene, welcome. You're going to gives um quite a bit of information today. Yes, thank you Andy. I'm I'm so delighted that uh you wanted me to be on your show. Hello everyone. First of all, I'd like to share a little history for er- everyone so you understand about frequencies and what they do to the body. Can, can and I just, I've got, sorry, can yeah. I just say something before you um you start because I want to be quiet and with my ears open when you start. Um, the reason I invited you on, because I think you made the comment yourself, um, will that person be another man? <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, and I thought having a woman on speaking about this is going to, and from the health and history point of view, is going to really make people listen more than us men, you know, because us men do waffle right enough. <laughs> um, it, it is delighted to have you here. And we've got the weapons expert, um, on, on Sunday at 8pm UK, 3pm Eastern, and that's Mark Steele. And he's the one who can tell you a lot more about these frequencies. Um, uh, but, yeah, so carry on, and I won't interrupt until you finish. Oh, well, thank you. You can interrupt if you need. Um, if if people would like to read along with what I will am actually reading from, because I don't consider myself an expert in medical terminology and medical issues, even though they do affect human beings, 
if you log on to my my original blog, which is https colon forward slash forward slash and then Arlene Johnson, which is A R like Robert, L like Lawrence, E like um early, N like Nancy, E again like early, and then Johnson is J O H N like Nancy, S O N uh, dot live journal dot com then you can read along basically i I posted this just a few minutes ago on that blog, but then when I went back to read what I will read to you now, I discovered I made like three mistakes, so I tried to log back on to that blog and cha- you know change it, but I was unsuccessful, so you'll see the the errors. If you read along as I'm as I'm reading along, so anyway, what well, regarding the history of of frequencies in 1918, the so-called Spanish flu occurred, but in 1918, radio waves were implemented, which is what caused that pandemic in which 50 million people died. Then, after World War II ended. Radar satellites went up, resulting in another pandemic. Then, in 1968, I remember the Hong Kong flu, which was the result of another level of satellites in the Van Allen uh, belt, resulting in 100,000 people dying. All this is at another link, uh, which is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash d like dog dot p like peter r like robert forward slash v like victor then another forward slash then seven four capital k like kitchen capital g like george capital k like kitchen and then lowercase B, like boy, uh, in the first 12 minutes of that video. The fifth generation causes poisoning of our cells, which results in viruses being expelled from our bodies. Now, there was a Yahoo article on the 13th uh, of April this year in which it said, UK cancels order for thousands of ventilators because the treatment of patients is, quote, more complex than anticipated, close quote. That's not exactly the whole truth, everyone. The real reason the ventilator order was canceled was because of the young doctor in Brooklyn, New York, who said that ventilators may harm the lungs. That's a quote. I listened to him before they took off his video, which is my understanding that they have now done. The real reason the ventilator orders order was canceled was because of the young doctor in Brooklyn, New York, who said that ventilators may harm the lungs. In my humble opinion, the Yahoo article said that was to scare people even more than they are already scared. The powers that be control people when they are scared or fearful. Now, from friends on uh, Long Island, New York, uh, 
this is an article, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who responds to Bill Gates' statements on a mandatory coronavirus vaccine. And this, is, this article was written by Alex Piotrowski. And if you log on to my blog, you can see how he spells his, his surname. In recent weeks, as the pandemic crisis deepens, Bill Gates has been taking interviews, casually telling the world that the only solution to the current situation is a new vaccination for everyone. He recently told CBS that mass gatherings will be considered, quote, optional, close quote, until a vaccine is rolled out. You know, it's so important to get not just hundreds of millions, but literally billions of those vaccines because this is a global problem. This is a big economic shock and things we really will want to be broadly vaccinated before we're not worried about this and it's changing our behavior in a significant way. The idea of big public gatherings, I do believe, once we have the vaccination, then the kind of fears and the change of behavior around, around that could definitely be pretty close to where it was before this started. In which activities like mass gatherings may be, in a certain sense, more optional. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not come back at all. And that's from Bill Gates. There's a link you can click on Bill Gates um, on my blog if you want, because it's a clickable um, aspect. The, and this continuing on in the same article about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the implication is this, when a new vaccine is invented, then mass produced, it will not necessarily be mandatory, but everything else in your life, such as work, school, community, and, and socially, will all become privileges granted by the state under the condition that you take the new vaccine. Vaccine safety, which is another link that you can click on, information is one of the most censored topics on the Internet today. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has for years been at the forefront of this movement to bring public awareness to this issue. His organization, uh, Children's Health Defense, that's defense is spelled the American way with an S, uh, is also a clickable link, is the premier advocate for awareness and justice for vaccine-injured children. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. recently commented on Bill Gates' statements on the notion of vaccinating billions of people for coronavirus, coronavirus, another clickable link, of which the first group, the guinea pigs, would certainly be from developing nations. In fact, two French doctors recently explained on live TV why Africans would make the best test subjects for a vaccine. The controversy over a coronavirus vaccine is growing rapidly, and even U.S. Attorney General Barr expressed concerns of the idea of developing 
digital COVID-19 certificates of immunity to allow people to travel or work. Now, one thing I didn't put in this that I'm reading is Oh, now I lost my thought. Anyway, it may come back to me, but I lost my thought. Anyway, all right, sorry about that. Uh, then here's a clickable link. It says, read, watch Bill Gates lets you know that mass gatherings will be canceled until you take the new vaccine. That's a whole long link that you could click on. Regarding Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s recent statement on Instagram, he highlights the fact that similar programs conducted by India by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have proven disastrous for people involved. Our, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s full comment follows here. Vaccines for Bill Gates are a strategic philanthropy that feed his many vaccine-related businesses including Microsoft's ambition to control a global VAC ID enterprise and give him dictatorial control over global health policy, the spear tip of the corporate neo-imperialism. It continues, Gates' obsession with vaccines seems fueled by a messianic conviction that he is ordained to save the world with technology and a godlike willingness to experiment with the lives of lesser humans. Promising to eradicate polio with $1.2 billion, Gates took control of India's National Advisory Board and mandated 50 polio vaccines, up from five, to every child before the age of five. Indian doctors blamed the Gates campaign for a devastating vaccine strain, polio epidemic, that paralyzed 496,000 children between the year 2000 and uh, 2017. In 2017, the Indian government dialed back Gates' vaccine regimen and evicted Gates and his cronies from the National Advisory Board. Polio paralysis rates dropped precipitously. Continuing on in the same article, in 2017, the World Health Organization reluctantly admitted that the global polio explosion is predominantly vaccine strain, meaning it is coming from Gates' vaccine program. The most frightening epidemics in, in Congo, the Philippines, and Afghanistan are all linked to Gates', Gates vaccines. By 2018, 75% of global polio cases were from Gates vaccines. Continuing on the same article, in 2014, the Gates Foundation funded tests of experimental HPV vaccines developed by uh, Glasgow Smith Klein and Merck on 23,000 young girls in remote Indian provinces. Approximately 1,200 suffered severe side effects, including autoimmune and fertility disorders. Seven died. 
Indian government investigations charged that Gates-funded researchers committed pervasive ethical violations, pressuring vulnerable village girls into the trial, bullying parents, forging consent forms, and refusing medical care to the injured girls. The case is now in the country's Supreme Court. In 2010, the Gates Foundation funded a trial of a Glasgow Smith Klein's experimental malaria vaccine, killing 151 African infants and causing serious adverse effects, including paralysis, seizure, and febrile convulsions, to 1,048 of the 5,049 children. Uh, this article continues, but I didn't. I didn't. Um, cut and paste that here what I'm sharing with you Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is reminding you that Bill Gates has hijacked the World Health Organization for mass vaccination programs that are anything but safe this doesn't even touch upon the fact that Gates has over the years made numerous public statements about the need to control the world population and that vaccines offer the best ends to that means. Here's one, and there's there's a link. Um, I'll read it to you slowly. Um, it's at https colon forward slash forward slash Y like yellow, O like Oliver, U like umbrella, T like Tom, U like umbrella, dot, B like boy, E like Edward, forward slash, capital U like umbrella, unders underscore, capital G, lowercase i, six, C like Charles, F like Frank, dash, J like uh, Jello, I like Island, and L like Lawrence. Now you can read more by Alex Piotrowski. Uh, there's links here. He's in wakingtimes.com, and he's an avid student of yoga and life. This article, uh, in parenthesis, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. responds to Bill Gates' statements on a mandatory coronavirus vaccine is also a linkable, it's a link originally created and published by Waking Times and is published here under a Creative Commons license with attribution to Alex Piotrowski and wakingtimes.com. And then there's this long link. I really recommend you log on to my, to my blog because this is a long link that you could click on. I don't want to have to spell it all out because it's about five lines long, in fact, six lines long. Um, now, somewhere I got, we are treating the wrong disease. We have a virus caused by overwhelming radiations in our bodies from the fifth generation. It is a new disease. It is all about oxygen deprivation. We have to detox our body of the non-ionized radiation and get rid of the virus in order to get well and take and this I put in capital letters, no vaccinations of any kind. 
Now, to some of you that may seem odd because you think of vaccination as a good thing, but I have a whole group of supporters of my work scattered around the world, um, Canada, England, uh, United States, who are anti-vaccine activists. So, so the, the, I joined those people because I've got work. I've got um, articles in my work on vaccines. All you, all you need to do is put into Google or any search uh, vaccines, and and then put my website, which in quotes, which is www.truedemocracy.net, and then close the quote, and you'll get all the articles that I have published over the years on vaccines. Now, did you know that Rothschild and Rockefeller established the World Health Organization? And did you know that now Bill Gates has invested his whole fortune to buy it? Yes, both of those statements are true. Now, the next two statements are from an article entitled Medical Tyranny, published in Forbidden Knowledge, uh, number one, Dr. Anthony Fauci is on the leadership council in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Number two, Robert Redfield, the current director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, otherwise known as the CDC, was the founder of the Institute of Human Virology, who has received $31.8 million from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. These are two that were in this article in Forbidden Knowledge. But the missing link, for me at least, was what I received from my beloved partner after 9 p.m. last night, the 17th of April, 2020. It's a 48-minute video that solved the puzzle for me because I couldn't find the link between the fifth generation and the coronavirus. It, 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 it's just, it didn't just meld together. So, so by virtue of the fact that I listened to this whole 48-minute video last night, I, I wrote down, a fair amount of what uh, Dr. Rashad Buttar said. I said, I began writing down his words because they made sense. Dr. Buttar is a uh, DO or a doctor of osteopathic medicine, said that the SCH014 mutating it and genetically modifying this naturally occurring virus to make it more harmful brought in the SARS coronavirus and put them together and then inserted HIV and MERS orthologs on top of it to make an even more virulent, more detrimental virus. After, uh, I put that word in capital letters, a moratorium had been placed in the United States of America in 2015. In other words, Dr. Fauci broke the law to fund COVID-19. Then $3.7 million from the National Institute of Health was transferred to China so they could continue this research, which was outsourced to them. 
Dr. Fauci, by the way, is the head of the National Institute of Health. Uh, continuing, Dr. Buttar stated there, there is no virus that jumps 6 feet, 12 feet, 13 feet at all. Tens of thousands of doctors know this, he said. No one has established a single death from COVID-19. If you had the flu jab, which in America is called the flu shot, it shows false positives on COVID-19. How many of these people have had a flu jab in the last 10 years? You will test positive for COVID-19. There's one thing I didn't put in what I wrote down, and that is that virtually every death is attributed to the coronavirus except fatal car crashes. That's why they're saying there's so that there are so many people who are dying of the coronavirus. It's just made up. They're just making it up. Dr. Buttar went on to say that a so-called nurse was begging for a mask. Dr. Buttar learned that she is really a social media model, which proves a deception, he said. Dr. Buttar said toxicology is ignored. It needs to be acknowledged because it affects the immune system. The fifth generation is making a person more vulnerable, he said. He continued, six feet is for tracking. It's now for getting people used to being separated. You know, most so many people have smartphones, and that that's how they track you. They know right where you are. I actually have a link on my website that's about mobile phones, cell phones. I would suggest people log on to my site and click on that link because this is why they want everyone to have a mobile phone or a cell phone, which they're the same thing. Um, Dr. Buttar knows that hydroxychloroquine plus azithromycin uh, cure the coronavirus. He also suggested selenium. I would contact him to see how much. I I have the way to contact him. By the way, I have contacted him uh, myself. So so I have the way for you to contact him as well. I have received from people who are knowledgeable in herbal remedies that 220 milligrams of zinc along with the hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin cures the coronavirus. So why are the authorities not telling us about those cures? Because they want us to accept the vaccine, which at the very least insert a chip under our skin so they would know where we are at all times 24-7. Now, I don't know about you, but I refuse to accept that vaccine or any vaccine any longer as they, they have mercury in them, and mercury is a poison, pure and simple. The, um, the way to contact Dr. Buttar is at the, the words askdrbuttar.com forward slash n n n all three n's are for like nancy and doctor is just dr 
So it's ask D R B U double T as in Tom A R dot com forward slash N N N. Now, Dr. Fauci was educated at Jesuit schools, and by the looks of this evidence, he could be a Jesuit. Now, I know that the Jesuits are an evil group, and I've got a link here to an article about the sinking of the Titanic. It's It's in my website, and that is at http forward colon forward slash forward slash www.truedemocracy.net forward slash H like Howard, J like John, 37 forward slash 35 dot HTML, which, as I said, is about the sinking of the Titanic with none other than Lord Astor aboard because he did not want the United States to have a central bank for some reason. And the Jesuits are also connected with the Kennedy assassination, uh, because according to Vatican assassins, uh, and I have the link for that um, in my blog, So it is my opinion that since Dr. Anthony Fauci was educated in Jesuit schools, at least up through the 12th grade, that this is why he uh, is following Jesuit instruction to genocide all human beings and because he broke the law which the moratorium established, it clearly indicates that he is a Jesuit in my humble opinion. Now, from a man named William Boldia, who's obviously a Christian, this is from uh, the 9th of April, 2020, and it's um, about Pavlovian conditioning. Doctor uh, or Mr. Boldia wrote, the basics of classical conditioning, or as it is also known, Pavlovian conditioning, are quite simple. You link two stimuli together to produce a new learned response. That's it. I know, scary, simple, scary, effective, and efficiently carried out if you can find a powerful enough stimulus to link together with another. As he continues, as powerful stimuli go, fear of death is up there, perhaps in the top three, if not number one with a bullet. If you boil down the human drive to its most basic, the essence, if you will, of human nature, everyone is driven by one of three things. You are either driven by love, by fear, or by hate. Of course, there are subcategories to all of these, and each branches out to almost infinite extremes. But for the most part, nitpicking the drivers of any one person to the root source is something left to psychologists and head shrinks, he said. Basically, overqualified simpletons who insist that the reason you can't love another human being stems from little Bobby kicking your lollipop out of your hand when you were three years old. For the sake of this exercise, we're not going to dig deep. We're just going to assign our actions and reactions to one of three baskets 
were my actions and reactions driven by love? Were they driven by hate? Or were they driven by fear? An odd thing, isn't it, that even 7 billion people have been classically conditioned with the span of a few weeks by linking the fear of death with the hope for survival, if and only if you obey without question every dot and title of power-drunk mayors and governors, even if their proclamations make no reasonable sense. Even while the entire narrative is unraveling, even while the projected fatalities continue to shrink daily, having gone from a projected death toll of 2.2 million to a now projected death toll of 65,000 as of this morning, that was the 9th of April, the grip continues to tighten and local constabularies are making more and more outlandish demands. It doesn't matter that it's not anywhere as bad as projected. It doesn't matter that every supposed specialist got it woefully wrong. If you want to live, you must continue to obey. Don't think, just comply. If you don't comply, well, you're a bad citizen. I should have put that. He should have put that in quotes, actually. Who wants to see death and destruction. Did you forget those pictures of the coffins from Italy that was a freeze frame from the movie? Did you forget the pictures of the overwhelmed hospitals in certain American cities that turned out to be pictures of Italian hospitals? How dare you question anything in a time of crisis? How dare you? I have a few concerns regarding the fact that we have been so easily conditioned. My first concern is that now they know how easy it is to control everyone. What's to stop them from repeating this over and over again with more and more stringent orders? All it takes is making people afraid afraid enough that some of them are ending their lives for fear of potentially having this virus, then telling them the only solution is to be a shut-in for the rest of their lives. Your only hope for survival is to be dependent on the government for whatever crumbs Speaker of the American House Nancy Pelosi and Senator uh, from New York, Chuck Schumer, and all the rest of the ne'er-do-wells allowed to slip through their greedy fingers. My second concern, Mr. Boldia wrote, is that once this blows over, once the panic subsides, and like every other virus that has made its way through the planet, this one also dies out, having known the euphoric nature of absolute power, Many of these bureaucrats and paper pushers will be reticent and hesitant to give it up. Going from wearing a polyester shirt and a clip-on tie stuck in a cubicle with a picture of your pet cat to having the lives of others in your sweaty palm and making proclamations as to who can and cannot continue to earn a living, who will be ruined and who will survive once this is done, is such a dramatic change going back to the cubicle is a fate worse than death. When you give impotent people power, they will always abuse the power they've been given. 
when you try to rescind the power you give to the impotent because they've abused it, they will always fight you tooth and nail to return it, retain it, sorry. Don't even get me started on neighbors tattling on neighbors for clearing their throat or having a cough. If this is all it took to do away with our freedoms, shred the Constitution, and suspend individual rights, we never deserved any of them in the first place. And he signed it with love in Christ, Michael Boldia, Jr. That's basically what I've got. I do have more on my blog. If you log on to my blog or if you are on my blog, keep going because there's videos, some of which may still be up, uh, that I have posted starting on March 27th and continuing on, I believe, the 15th of May of April. So there's other other cures in there, including vitamin C, vitamin A, and vitamin D. Because there's another, there is a video if it's still available, of a doctor in the United States who cured a man who felt that he was dying of the coronavirus. And so that video talks about vitamin C, vitamin A, and vitamin D. It doesn't say how much of each, but I have learned from another source who lives in Ohio that uh, people should take 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day, which will, will, will cause you to uh, poop, and that will get rid of the virus in and in and of itself, I I don't know how much vitamin A and vitamin D to recommend because these are not water soluble vitamins as vitamin C is. They are um, oil based, I believe, if memory serves me. Uh, vitamins, vitamins A and D. So uh, you might want to do some research on that if you if you have a dry cough. You are, um, let's see, what else are the symptoms of coronavirus? I know a dry cough is one. And fever, if you have a fever, which, by the way, I've learned, because um, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in medical terms by any means, but fever is an indication that the body is trying to sort out the situation in which it finds itself. So unless your fever gets up to like 39.6 Celsius or 104 um, degrees Fahrenheit, which then it's dangerous, then you need to do something to bring it down. But before 104 degrees Fahrenheit or the equivalent of that in Celsius, which I believe is 39.6, leave it alone. Don't mess with it because it's the body's way of sorting out the problem. So that's that's uh, basically what all I um, wanted to say. Uh, although, if you if you want to watch the video that Dr. Um, Butar did, I'll give you the link for that um, over the over the phone. It is HTTPS forward slash, I'm sorry, colon, forward slash, forward slash, 
www.youtube.com forward slash the word watch, like the watch you wear to tell the time, and then um, a question mark, and then a lowercase v, like Victor, then the equal sign, and then a capital W for Walter, capital G for George, lowercase b for boy, capital Y for uh, you, capital H for um, Harold, capital J for John, lowercase c like Charles, capital M like Mary, lowercase b for boy, lowercase z or z for uh, uh, zebra, uh, the number the number eight, then the ampersand, the sign that's over the seven on a computer keyboard, then the word feature, F like Frank, E, A, T like Tom, U, R like Robert, E, and then the equal sign, and then uh, the word uh, U-Y-O-U, and then T like Tom, U like umbrella, dot B like boy, E like Edward. That's that You will be able to listen to that whole interview that Gary Franchi did of Dr. Um, Buttar, and it's 48 minutes long. It's an easier way of doing it. Um, <laughs> you Google yeah. exclusive Dr. Rashid Buttar Blast Gates um, exposes fake pandemic numbers as the economy collapses. I mean, that's the interview that I'm hoping to add to the end of the show at the top of the hour, um, yeah. and, and it will come out on this recording. Um, vaccines, well, my friend in New York, Sally El Cordy, brilliant anti-vaccine campaigner, and she runs for mayor, obviously, she didn't get it, but um, she's against what's going on with vaccines. I mean, the up-to-date information about that, just breaking news, is that um, Oxford, one of the universities there, they're going to have a million of these vaccines by September. Um, oh. We know what they're doing to everyone. You, you referred to Titanic, my good friend, author Timothy Spearman from Canada. Um, we've done a radio play about two hours long, and it was called Titanic Ship of Fools. Um, yeah. And, and that tells you all about what happened. And, and he talks about these people in history and the uh, Rastafarians, whatever you called them. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah. Jesuits, Jesuits, yeah. He yeah. talks about the Jesuits and um, the New World Order. The, I mean... Yeah, it's all connected. They want the New World Order, which is another way of saying one world government, which is another way of saying a modern-day dark ages. And another way of saying you're, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, unless we can get this out to so many people that they they won't stand a chance. I mean, there are people calling for Fauci's resignation. Um, it, it, the man is evil. There's There's no way... Around it, he he um, 
Dr. Buttar wants wants to know why doctors aren't suggesting the hydrochloroquine and azithromycin. Uh, and he spoke about selenium. Did I not say? I don't think I said that before, did I? He no, suggested not, selenium. Yeah, not that one, no. Um, yeah, I didn't say that. He he says that uh, hydrochlor, hydrochloroquine and uh, azithromycin cure the coronavirus. Um, and and then selenium. He said people should be on selenium. He didn't the, say how much. Oh, That's only the, the bit I'm, I'm, I'm um, confused about myself, in, in fact, let me just play one of my new promos that somebody did for me. I think they're really good, but um, some people think they're too loud. Horizon Talk Radio. Horizon Talk Radio. Talk Radio, the deal with the real issues. Yeah, the bit that gets me, um, and I can understand that the bigger the city or the bigger the area, the more A virus would actually go through the population quicker, but there's parts of Scotland, I mean, even in big cities like Glasgow and Edinburgh, we've only got, you know, I think it's just over between one and 1,500 um, uh, deaths. I mean, that isn't a lot. So why are they making places like Penzance and the Highlands of Scotland and small places in the middle of nowhere, you know, let's say you're on a, a, a road between Gloucester and um, Cheltenham and, you know, you, you, like four houses, you know, why should you not allow to, you know, tra- travel around your own areas? I mean, especially yeah. when you haven't got any deaths in your area. And another thing, you talk about fear. I mean, I was as strong as an ox when it comes to the government and their conspiracy stuff. Because it isn't us that spread the conspiracy. It is governments um, and, and money makers. But the minute, I don't know what it was, but for at least a couple of days, the minute Johnson said we're on lockdown, kind of the world went weird for a couple of days. It took me a couple of days of being numb, thinking, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, the world's going to end now. We're, we're buggered, you know. Until I started looking on the, the media and that and realized, you know, if there is a virus out there, I'm sure there must be some kind of virus. I don't know how it started, but these alternative medicines, um, Dr. Julia Spivak, uh, she's a good um, alternative medicine sure. person. She yeah. she can um, y- you know give you some tips if you Google Dr. Julie uh, Spivak. Oh, I'm in touch. I'm in touch with her. Mm. She she's um, always been my medical link if I need an answer to something because she's given me last year um, during shows a lot of tips. I mean, I spent eight months. I had um, various problems. I can't say on air because I, we didn't even tell our children. Um, very, you know, I was potentially very ill. If it wasn't for Dr. Julie um, and her tips, not particularly for me, but for others, um, and, it, and it was vitamin C and it was all them mm-hmm. things you mentioned, I can't remember. You know, it was things like that, but more importantly, it was the bowel and gut health that, that yeah. you know, if, if you go on a a fasting diet, mm-hmm. uh, so you basically cleanse yourself and then just eat once a day. That I mean, she didn't recommend that, but that is what I've been doing. And do you know mm-hmm. what? I've felt a lot healthier since. Mm-hmm. 
I still look yeah. overweight, weight and ugly, yeah. but that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Andy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have Mark on Sunday at 8pm with 5G. Um, but if you want to wrap this up in a minute, I can play um, Dr. Britta's video and the link for all um, Arlene's websites below this link now and it'll be on all YouTubes and podcasting sites it goes out to about 200 podcasting sites now because I've been a clever person in 8 months of not doing radio to, to do one show and it goes bing bong bong everywhere uh, rather mm. than keep posting them and posting them and winding myself down yeah, yeah. been good yeah. So do, do you want to say goodbye to everyone and, and I'll play uh, Dr. Bittar's um, yeah, one thing. Yeah, one thing I would like to do is tell people where they can access my work because uh, I never forget. I, I've been in England twice. The first time I was here was in 2005 for six months, and along uh, Tottenham Court Road, I, wa- I popped into a Tesco Express, and I got started talking with the manager of that, and I told him about my work. And then when I came back uh, the next time, he said, where is your work? And I said, oh, it's at the icon that says magazine, which is that's the fourth icon in the row of them on the on the main page. And so ever since I told that to that manager there in London, I've told it to everyone else that I've told where my work is because originally I wanted to have a magazine that people would hold in their hands, but I would have had to have charged the equivalent of about 35 pounds a year to to make any kind of profit um, at all, according to another publisher with whom I had a conversation in when I lived in New York, and and so I, that settled it. I just made it into an e-zine, but instead of saying e-zine on my website, it says magazine. So it's a bit confusing. So that's why I tell people my work, 11 years worth of my work, sits for free for the world on on my website at the icon that says magazine. And, and, and so if people want to learn the documented truth that I have traveled halfway around the world to obtain some of it because some of it was only published in Argentina, then you can find out the deepest, darkest secrets of not only the American government, but others. And the last thing I'd like to say is it's not really governments that are doing this. It's that governments are the puppets of what people are referring to now as the deep state. Um, There's also the shadow government. They are the puppets of the deep state and the shadow government because the Jesuits are definitely involved in this coronavirus issue. So that's that's why even though Anthony Fauci, who is a doctor, is um, involved with the Jesuits, um, I, I feel quite certain of that because he wouldn't be doing what he's doing if he weren't. They are the ones that are controlling and as much as I have not cared for Donald Trump, I do like what he 
is doing now, whether it is because he wants to be reelected or whether it's because he is really sincere, is up for grabs. I don't know, but I do appreciate that he doesn't want to fund the World Health Organization. And he also reduced the money that he uh, paid to the United Nations. And if you want to know what the United Nations really is, I can tell you it was established to achieve the one world government. That's the only reason it was established. And so to lower the funds to the United Nations is, in my opinion, a good thing. And that's what Donald Trump has done in the last um, year or so. So with that, I will thank you again from the bottom of my heart for for having me on to talk about this, you know, really dis- disgusting uh, illness that they have. That oh, it has. It is man-made. It's not. It's not uh, something that's natural, which I think people probably figured out just by what I have said. Thank you so much, Andy. No, you're welcome. And if ever you need some tips, because I was just thinking, your all your things you've written. If you could have um, pretended, well, you make a book title up. You put all your articles into subcategories, make it a book, and then you can publish that for free on Amazon. Well, I don't think you have to do well, that. I don't think Amazon would allow me to distribute through them. The book I wrote in 2018 is Top Secret History. They do not want anyone around the world to know this. They tried the FBI or some some agency in the United States government tried to firebomb the man who I met who taught me most of what's in that book about the Shah because he knew the Shah personally and if he hadn't moved, he could have been killed. So I don't think Amazon, which is all connected to all the other evils, you know, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, they're all connected. Uh, they would not want to distribute any book that I would write. So I distribute my books myself, and if people want to find out the truth about why why the CIA deposed the Shah back in 1979? I would be delighted to ship my book to them if they if they pay me, you know, for for it because it is a hardbound book. And then I also have a history book that is comprised of the material in my first edition and the material in my fifth edition because that is freedom freedom of the press which is so important if we were if we are to know the truth uh if the mainstream media would publish the, the truth I wouldn't have to I would have continued on being a uh, a librarian in academia I would not have had to put out 11 years worth of work which is in 37 editions um on my on my website at that icon magazine so with that I will you know let let uh, you conclude. Okay, no worries. Yeah. No worries, I will conclude. But um, my final thought on that is I've helped to publish more controversial books than you've ever dreamed of writing. 
Um, yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just meant that in a no, you know, no, no, no. More power way, to you. More power possible. to you. The only thing you have to do when you're publishing controversial stuff that we've learned with other people in the past, you don't actually put the title that's real a bit. You put a subtitle, you know. So if you're talking about the bombing of Libya, for instance, you just yeah. talk about I don't know how to cook a, a cake or something, and then put the um, the real information in the book. Um, oh. about the bombing of Libya as an example. Um, that's how you do it. It doesn't oh. give you justice in one way because the book title, you know, you're going to get people who bakes cakes look at it, but that's how it's distrib- distributed, um, oh. like under the, uh, what you call it, the perfect or the, yeah, yeah under the shelf. <laughs> All right then, yeah. Arlene, lovely to talk to you, and um, I'll send pleasure. you the... The YouTube video after the show. You're listening to the yeah, Andy Peters Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 8 p.m. GMT and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The information presented in this video is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease and has not been evaluated by the FDA. Please consult your physician before starting any medical regimen. Oh, yes, my friends, we have another exclusive interview for you today, one that you will need to share to the four corners of the earth because we're going to be asking questions and bringing you information that the mainstream media is absolutely ignoring. An emergency doctor blasting Bill Gates, the fake pandemic numbers, now in question as the economy collapses. Rashid Batar, he graduated from Washington University with a double major in biology and theology before attending medical school at the University of Osteopathic Medicine and Health Sciences College of Medicine and Surgery. He trained in general surgery and emergency medicine and served as brigade surgeon and director of emergency medicine while serving in the U.S. Army. He is a board-certified clinical metal toxicology and preventative medicine. He is board-eligible in emergency medicine and has achieved fellowship status in three separate medical societies. Today, he serves as the medical director for the Centers for Advanced Medicine with clinics in California and North Carolina. These clinics specialize in the needs of patients with immune dysfunctions and toxicity issues, usually manifesting in various conditions such as cancer, heart disease, in autism and for over 20 years he has been ranked as one of the top 50 doctors in the United States his first book the nine steps to keep the doctor away became a Wall Street Journal USA Today an Amazon bestseller and is now an international best-selling book translated into multiple languages now this week a video he made called out the fraud that is being perpetuated across the world by the World Health Organization the CDC Bill Gates, the deep state, the mainstream media, it went viral with millions of views worldwide. Doctor, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Now, three weeks ago, you called this a conspiracy. You called out the hysteria being perpetuated to scare the world population based on false data. Now, it was Jerome Adams this week, the Surgeon General, uh, and the Trump administration who agreed with you when they announced that they had dropped the World Health Organization and the CDC model and are now working with real numbers. Okay, this is directly from the White House. This is the Office of the Press Secretary. Now, Tuesday, the White House putting out this press release demanding accountability from the World Health Organization and committed to investigating 
the response, the false claims, and the cover-up. So explain to our viewers what led you to this discovery and how the numbers never supported their claims. Well, Gary, basically, I have patients from all over the world, and patients were concerned about this, and they asked, and I put out on social media that, look, if you really want to know, I'll make a video about this. And I expected some people to respond. I had, I don't know, seven, 800 responses to just yes, please give, you know, get us the information. So I asked the question because you know, you're hearing stuff about conspiracy, conspiracy. So those videos that we put out were actually asking the question, COVID-19 conspiracy question mark. And as I started looking at it, I mean, to me, it just didn't make any sense anyway. We deal with the hardest to deal with medical conditions anyway. So it wasn't a big deal. I just remember that when I heard about the coronavirus aspect, there was one particular component that we used intravenously a lot in our clinic, and I just made sure that we had 10 times the normal amount, and that was it. It wasn't a big deal. It didn't bother me. However, as I started looking at this information, as I started seeing that this is actually a chimeric version, something that was developed here in the United States in 2015, was published in Nature magazine, that it was developed in the University of North Carolina Chapel Hills, where all the initial studies were done, the chimeric research, despite having a moratorium by the U.S. government to prevent any chimeric research. By the way, just so your audience understands, chimeric research basically means that they're taking a naturally occurring substance or virus, in this case, and then mutating it, genetically modifying it, changing the configuration morphologically to gain function. It's called a gain-of-function study or gain-of-function research, and that basically means that they're making something that already may have some potential to cause harm, making it more harmful, making it more virulent, making it more resistant. And basically, that's what I found, that they took the SHC014 strain of the coronavirus, the surface antigen component, and brought in the backbone from the SARS coronavirus, put them together, and then inserted HIV and MERS orthologs on top of it to make a more virulent, more detrimental virus. Now, the thing is that if I can, if I could, if I could jump in for just a moment here, because what I think you're talking about is uh, the moratorium that was placed and then $3.7 million from the National Institute of Health was transferred to China so they could continue this research, even though the moratorium, so they basically outsourced this this research to China. Is this the same topic we're talking about here? This news is just breaking? Yes, this is exactly right. So it goes back to 2014. The U.S. government decided, based upon certain virologists at that time, saying that, look, there's no justification for this kind of research. There's a potential to, for it to cause harm, cause a pandemic. So there's no justification for us to do this type of research. So the government passed a moratorium in 2014. Fauci approved budget uh, uh, approved budgets to be, monies to be uh, sectioned for this type of research. So basically, and I'm getting really, every time I think about this, it gets me really flustered because I'm so angry that he basically broke the law. He, he more than broke the law. He created this entire casket that we're seeing with the world shutdown was created by this initial aspect back in 2015. He broke the law. He went against government moratoriums. He took taxpayer money and he funded research that has now led to the COVID-19. In 2017, he was documented at Georgetown University saying that there will be a pandemic that this presidency will face, that this term will face. How did he know that in 2017 that something was going to happen in 2018, 19, or 2020? There's no, you can't predict the market from three days from today, what's going to happen. How did he know that there was going to be a pandemic? He stated the president of this, this president will face a pandemic. The exact quote 
I, I don't want to ex say the exact words. You guys have the video footage. My point is that when somebody starts making these type of statements, and then they were involved with the breaking of the law to fund the research that American taxpayers paid for, that then goes to Wuhan and now trying to create this diversion and say that it was China. God, I don't know whether it came from China or released in China, whether it was already released here. It's irrelevant. The complicity of what's going on right now, whether China, whether it was released in China or whether it was already here or however it happened, the U.S. system has condoned it has jumped on it, they're opportunistic, they're shutting down the economy when they know, in fact, that there's no basis. I mean, there's no virus that leaves six feet or 12 feet, now they're saying 13 feet. Complete misinformation. And I'm sorry that you've pulled the chain on me right now, but the mainstream media, when, they, when, when the Surgeon General came out and said that basically the Gates model, the Fauci model, the World Health Organization model was not going to be followed anymore and they were going to look at the actual data, the actual numbers, the mainstream media didn't respond at all. All they said was, it seems like we're going to be going to 2022 before people can assemble together. That's what ABC put out. And, and Fox, or was it New York Post put out, it seems like that the six feet of social distancing is not going to be sufficient. It needs to go to 13 feet. There is no virus bacteria that jumps 13 feet. It's just, it defies every logical aspect of science and medicine. And what really, really pisses me off is that there's thousands, tens of thousands of doctors and scientists out there that know that this is a fraud and they're not saying anything. Either one, they're scared of social ostracization because they're going to be called out or, or social shaming or they're afraid of, that they're going to lose their license. For God's sake, this is changing the planet and every scientist and every doctor that knows this to be a facade needs to open their mouth and speak. There is every aspect of science has just been literally picked up thrown in the toilet and flushed down. It's like everybody's ignoring it. The fundamental aspects of how the human system works is being ignored. Physiology is being just put in the garbage bin. Every aspect of virology and infectious disease is being ignored. Koch's postulate has been ignored. Every aspect. Then you've got false positives coming from testing that we know is not adequate, and then the testing that they are doing, like the RT-PCR, the real-time polymerase chain reaction testing, that's already been shown. It was actually the guy who developed it in the 1980s models said that you cannot use this testing for diagnostic purposes. You have to use it only for the, 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 where something has a genomic sequence that's already been identified. You can't use it for diagnosis, yet they're using it for diagnosis. And when that's not enough to justify the number of deaths that they've that created this pandemic for, they're causing doctors and nurses to go back and change the death certificates to say COVID-19 is the first cause of death. And if that's not enough, now their mandate's being sent to every state, every doctor from every state medical board saying that there's no, necess there's no necessity to test. I got a letter like this myself. If they have symptoms, send them home. And then the, the mandate of listing the cause of death is COVID-19. The media propagating footage of hospitals and from one country to another country, using the same footage, people, the same person dying multiple times, uh, use of mannequins to show that the people are dying, and yet they can't even show uh, ambulances that are doing anything. They're all parked. They're all sitting there. People are playing chess. They're playing card games because they're so idle. Nurses are being laid off right now because there's not enough work. But they're pushing this agenda of fear, fear, fear. The fear-mongering itself will increase your adrenal output, will cause more stress, more emotional distraught, the emotional aspect, one side, now you're talking about the financial aspect, people are going to get stressed. Guess what that does? It reduces your immune system and makes you susceptible to viruses, bacteria, to many other things. But then to create this illusion over something like COVID-19, which nobody has yet demonstrated a single death from the actual virus 
from the proper established accepted methodology that a virus has caused this death. Nobody's been able to do that. It's all based upon PCR testing. And Gary, I don't know whether you know this or not, all the way back to 1984, all the way up to now, 2018, there are multiple studies that show that if you've had the flu shot, especially the trivalent flu shot, false positives on COVID-19 testing. God knows what's been injected into people over the years. They really want to know cause of death. I want to know how many of these people that are supposedly died from COVID-19, which, by the way, still the numbers are less than the seasonal flu. The number of deaths are still less than the seasonal flu. But I want to know how many of these people that died of supposed COVID-19 actually had a history of a vaccination, an adult vaccination, in the last 10 years. That's what I want to know because the studies clearly show that if you've had a flu shot, you're going to test positive for COVID-19. So you got all this other stuff that's going on. They can't justify the numbers, so they're going to change the death certificates. They can't justify the numbers, so they're going to take different footage of different people and then attribute that to COVID-19. They just had, CBS had that nurse that was crying saying, please give me a face mask so, so that I can uh, take care of people and I don't want to risk my family getting them infected. And then they find out that she's not hasn't worked in a in a hospital in a year and a half and she's some kind of a social media model. The amount of misrepresentation, deception, uh, diversion tactics to keep the public from knowing the truth. It's just unbelievable. So I cannot believe. So let's take it back to, to what you said at the beginning of this, um, of this fascinating statement you just made. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away and all our viewers are right now. Um, but so we're going to take this back. <laughs> it's, is Fauci directly responsible for this pandemic because he maneuvered the money, he, he maneuvered around the moratorium, kept this chimeric research going in China? Is he, is he directly responsible for not just the pandemic, but also the response that's killed the economy, put, what, 17 to 22 million people out of work? Is, is Fauci directly responsible? I'm going to say this. I think that I've seen some petitions going around. I know Dr. Shiva said that Fauci should be should be fired. I think that's the nicest thing that could be done to Fauci. I think he should. He's a, he has show, he's a criminal. He's broken the law. He's going against the government. I mean, that, that, to me, that seems like it's a traitorous thing to do when you when you the government has passed a regulation and he's at one of the highest levels in the NIH. He's, he's got a directorship at the NIH, and then he breaks the law. He breaks the moratorium, and then funds research against something that could potentially cause harm throughout the entire world, and he's in collusion with, with a foreign government to do, I mean, I, I don't know, that's, that's a matter for attorneys to decide, but I'll tell you something, it, Fauci goes back to 1981, in 1981, he called HIV AIDS the gay disease, and he was the one who funded uh, the, the research behind a drug three years before it was even established that there was a real virus. So the, the virus was established in 1984. In 1981, he was pushing the agenda of a drug prophylactically to treat people for a condition that has now been seen to be related to lifestyle, nutritional status, all sorts of other things. He was pushing the agenda to push a drug that caused so much harm as a prophylactic, as to prevent HIV. Now, this goes back 1981. We're talking 39 years. This guy has a history of pushing an agenda. Uh, here's a question that I want to ask you, Gary. Forget about the audience for a second. I just want to ask you a logical question. So here's the president. Regardless of whether you are for the president or against the president, forget about that. The man is elected. He's the president of the United States, and it is our responsibility as citizens to follow the directive of our commander-in-chief. Whether you agree or disagree, they went through the process, he got elected. So get off that bandwagon, people, and stop 
making a big deal between the Democrats and Republicans. He's a president. He deserves our support. But now the president comes out and says there's a drug called hydroxychloroquine, which has been on the market for God knows 50, 60, 70 years, and another drug, Zithromax, which has been, it's a, it's a macrolid that's been around for at least, that, that class of drugs has been around for at least 70, 80 years. Maybe Zithromax, um, maybe, maybe Zithromax has been around for, I don't know, 20 years, whatever the case is. These are established drugs. They're safe drugs. Using them in combination, they're doctors that have shown at least 99% uh, efficacy. They've shown hundreds and hundreds of patients have treated. Nobody's died. Symptoms resolve within an hour, hour and a half to, to a day and a half, two days. Okay, so you've got this class. The president brings it out. And Fauci says, get this, Fauci says, unless there's some studies to show that, it should not be used. Yet he's promoting a vaccine that we have no idea what the hell that's going to do. And he's saying that's okay to use? I mean, if that does not show a conflict of interest, I don't know what does. People need to wake up and realize there is a massive criminal component to this. This entire world economy, the whole world economy shutting down, it comes back to one person, in my opinion, and that's Fauci. Now, there's other people that are involved with the charade, obviously, but Fauci is the person that they put up in the front, and Fauci is the one who had the ability to stop this. Fauci has told a friend of mine, Judy Mikowitz, who I was doing an interview with just about an hour earlier, she went to jail and spent five years. She was threatened by, by Fauci uh, 10 years ago when she came out to say that the viral studies and the research that she had done, and she was in charge of doing the research in Ebola to make it more virulent. The gain-of-function studies on Ebola, she was responsible for that. When she realized the stuff that she had developed and the stuff that she was researching was being used for nefarious purposes and she was going to be a whistleblower, her career was threatened, and more, her life was threatened. She refused to back down. She went forward, and guess what they did? They framed her, and they put her in jail for five years. She's got a book that came out today, uh, I believe called, uh, it's called Plague Something. It just came out today. I'm telling you right now, Fauci, it can all be traced back to Fauci, but Fauci is just one of the players. There's other people, and you can start looking at what the agenda is. It's wide open. Anybody can go in and do their own internet search. They just need to open their eyes, they need to open up their mind, and they need to be married to no decision or outcome. Just look at it for yourselves, people. You've got your brains. Use your own brain. Come up with your own sequence of events, how it happened. Do the research, and you will. if you're following a logical, sequential thought pattern, you'll come to the same conclusion. There's, there's no way that you can come up to any other conclusion. All roads lead back to the same place. Now, let's, let's take it back to another point you made. Okay, regarding the, the classifications, the death classifications, what are you hearing from colleagues regarding those classifications or reclassifications uh, concerning CV? Okay, so I've had correspondence with many of the doctors that I've trained and some of the doctors that are friends of mine on a social setting, and they're all saying the same thing. They're saying that this is not viral. I don't know what it is, but it appears to be altitude sickness. It appears to be a hypoxic injury type scenario. And the doctors that have come out and actually stated this have been censored. My videos, three, part three, part four, part three, part four, and part five were taken off YouTube after they hit like millions of views. YouTube censored it first, then Facebook followed suit. Now, there's certain videos that they've left up. They've left up part one, part two. We put out a video. 48 hours ago, less than 48 hours ago, it was a five-minute video about the Surgeon General and what he said and how the media is not covering it. And that one was, you know, had millions of views. 
But I know there are many doctors that are aware of this and that anything. The doctors that have given me information, the doctors that have shared information with me that are in that setting, because I'm not doing emergency medicine now. I haven't for almost 20 years. I was trained in emergency medicine and general surgery, but my, my practice is dealing with cancer and other types of chronic disease, autism. We have patients from 93 countries. So I'm not dealing with the acute medical situation, but I have an end to many of the doctors that are taking care of it. And I'll just, I'll just read you some of the things. I mean, the, the doctor that from the ICU uh, ER scenario that was in New York that, whose video went viral, they shut him down. They censored the video. And why would you censor a doctor that's in the field, that's in the, in the trenches, taking care of people, and what he's stating, why are they not covering, allowing him to be able to make his statement? You know, bottom line is this, Gary. When you have an acute care situation and you have a respiratory condition, the first thing that you want to remember is to maintain the airway. So in trauma medicine, in emergency medicine, we have what we call the ABCs of medicine. A is airway, B is breathing, C is circulation. So if the airway has, is a, has the potential of being compromised, you want to stabilize that airway. So how, how do you make sure that a person is able to maintain that airway? We start off easily with two liters of oxygen per nasal cannula. You can increase it to five, 10, whatever. At that point, then you can go to assisted breathing. You can go to uh, CPAP, which is continuous positive airway pressure. Then you can go to BiPAP, which is bi-level positive airway pressure. And there's studies that show that actually uh, CPAP or, or BiPAP is more effective than intubation. But as soon as you start intubating a person, now you've got many other things that happen. Okay, you've got the trauma, the barrel trauma from the mechanical ventilation, that's an issue. You've got um, aspiration pneumonia as an issue. You've got the actual intubation process that can cause uh, more inflammatory cascade and, and trauma to the, to the airway. There's all sorts of different things. Once you start going into the intratracheal intubation part, there's all sorts of things that happen, potential problems. Now, what they've done is they have bypassed CPAP and BiPAP, they've completely bypassed it. They've taken people with respiratory conditions and respiratory stress, and they've put them right into the intubation aspect. And the doctors that I'm getting feedback from are saying, yes, there is an increase in respiratory conditions of people having that in New York, but it's not viral. It doesn't seem to make sense. It says a hypoxic injury. It seems to be where the hemoglobin is disassociating. There's some kind of a disruption. And there is an explanation for all of that, but it's been completely ignored. It's... The, the videos that were censored, well, there was two, there was a letter and a number that was, that was the keywords that made those things get censored. And that was Now, I don't know whether you want to talk about that. Nobody said caused COVID-19. That's what mainstream media is saying, that there's a conspiracy theory that caused COVID-19. Not even an idiot would say that, okay? Not even an idiot would say that. What we're saying is that is changing the cellular matrix. It's changing the morphological structure of the cell membrane. And basically, the specific thing is changing is the voltage-gated calcium channels that allow efflux of calcium into the cell, and efflux of calcium into the cell is pathognomonic for cancer. It causes a suppression of apoptosis and uncontrolled cellular proliferation. There are over 2,000 published studies talking about the effect of is five. This is the next generation of internet. Our normal cell phones are between 500 and 900 hertz. One G is one billion hertz. The studies have been done to show between 1.7 and 1.8 gigahertz or 1.7 to 1.8 billion hertz causing all sorts of different cancers and neurological implications. When fully rolled out, it's going to be 30 gigahertz to 300 gigahertz. That's 30 billion to 300 billion hertz. Now, you're not telling me that that has nothing to do with this. I'm going to tell you the complete outline of these six videos, Gary, in 30 seconds. First one. COVID-19 conspiracy, facts versus fiction. I'll outline the facts versus the fiction. The second one was COVID-19 conspiracy, question mark, 
toxicology ignored. Everybody ignored the toxicology component. There's, there was what happened in Wuhan, outgassing of the incinerators causing massive, massive combustion of fossil fuel. People were inhaling this stuff. People were toxic. This went back to 2016, 2017, garnered international attention, and BBC and CNN covered that, that how the Wuhan people were, were in outrage, and there were public demonstrations because the quality air was so bad. These people were poisoned. And, and we've got chemtrails. We've got all these different things. We, we've all been piled. Look at look what's happening with cigarettes. Uh, with DDT and all the stuff that's been happening generationally and now recently glyphosate and all these other things, the opioid crisis, that our systems have been polluted with all sorts of chemicals. So toxicity is the first component you got to be aware of. So now we go, the third video is corrupted science. We've already talked about the COVID-19, how that was developed. The fourth video was immunity. Nobody said that is causing COVID-19, but is suppressing your immune system. It's taking a person that's vulnerable and making them more vulnerable. If it's a healthy person, it's decreasing their immune systems and making them more vulnerable. That's what we're saying. And whether it's radio frequency, electromagnetic fields being generated from the whether it's dirty energy from electromagnetic fields that's been created, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that area. I don't, I'm not an expert in anything. I know how to deal with the human body. We have had Numerous people from all sorts of walks of life, from all sorts of different parts of the world, come to us with serious, serious disease. And I can tell you that if we can take care of that, this COVID-19 is not an issue. And it's not an issue for many doctors. There are hundreds, if not thousands of doctors that feel the exact same way I do. You can do ozone autohumor therapy. You can do vitamin C. Already in China, they were using that. You can just freaking take selenium. There's misinformation being propagated by mainstream media right now about selenium. Selenium is a birth control pill for any enveloped virus. If you're really concerned about it, up your selenium dose for the next 10 days. It's so simple. You can get it from any health food store. But yet they're pushing this agenda for a vaccine. Why? That's the question we need to be asking. Well, let's, Why? let's ask that question because what would you suggest is the motive for these world organizations pushing such blatantly false claims and spreading global panic? Gary, I don't know. You didn't cover my military history, but I served with the 5th Special Forces Group. I served with the 2nd Infantry Division. I served with the 101st Air Assault Division. I was attached to these units as a doctor. I was part of these organizations. And I can tell you that we do a lot of things in the name of God and country, but then later in life, as we mature a little bit, we ask ourselves, if that was for God and country, then why did I have to take off my dog tags? Why did I have to take off my American flag off my uniform? God forbid, if unforeseen circumstances were to occur, that U.S. forces couldn't be acknowledged there. We have done a lot of things in the name of goodness and, and God and country under the pretense of public safety that are truly not right, not just the military. And, and many of my fellow veterans will attest to that. What is the agenda right now? Well, I don't know if you want me to go back and, and, and mention some things that could be really considered controversial, but... If you remember the first Gulf War, why did we go into the first Gulf War? Uh, do you remember, Gary? Well, well, the first Gulf War was, you know, that was Papa Bush, and he wanted to, you know, they had the babies in the incubators. They made up the, the entire uh, pretext to go in there and take out Saddam Hussein. You know, pretext, that, they never the, did. The right. So the, the pretext was really, the, I mean, what the media would told the world was that we, the United States, went in to protect the oil interests of Kuwait because Iraq had set fires on those on those wells. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yes. It was, it was to protect Kuwait. You, it was to protect Kuwait. I can tell you the name of the person, if you want me to, he, he was a first sergeant, 
and I hope he doesn't mind me saying it, I'll just say it. First Sergeant Rafael Medina from Columbia, South Carolina, a very close friend of mine who served with me in Korea, and he told me, he said, sir, I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you that those fires, 300 of those fires, myself and 11 of my men in six dune buggies went out and set those fires. Okay, that's the type of information that the media doesn't cover. We created that false flag event so that we could then justify our actions. What is the agenda right now? I believe it's the same agenda. It's a false flag event to then mandate mandatory vaccines. They're, they're mounting 5G towers everywhere. They've got toxicity all over the place from the outgassing, the combustion of fossil fuels, the chemtrails, all this different stuff. And then what are they doing? They're dumbing down the population. They're going to start giving vaccines. And the people that don't get the vaccines, they're going to basically be considered as dissidents. You know, people like me will be the shot in the head. People like you will be shot in the head or we will be quarantined in some kind of a concentration camp. They're going to put more RF chips than us to see who has had the vaccine, who hasn't had the vaccine. And then the people that are getting more and more sick because of the vaccine, they're going to say, oh, my God, look, more people are getting sick. We need more vaccines. More people are getting exposed to 5G. Oh, look, more people are getting sick. We need more vaccines. And it's going to be a cycle that they're going to keep on going over and over again to they have got everybody digitized and they have RF chips in everybody. Now, you tell me something. This social distancing is six feet. The technology in the military has been there for 15 to 20 years where they can monitor a soldier as he's behind enemy lines. When they're moving, the special operators are always being tracked so that they can be protected, so the backup can be brought in, and they can be seen within a five-foot radius of where they're standing. This six-foot distancing, social distancing, this is absolute garbage. There's nothing that leaves six foot, first of all. The second thing is that these RF chips, you're telling me that when they insert these things in us, and which is the technology has been out there for four or five years, they've got private companies that are going out there and doing this. I've got video footage on part six already of showing people getting uh, RF chips. You don't think that those satellites or other monitoring devices are being able to pick up individuals? They're trying to desensitize us so that people understand, hey, social distancing is going to keep you safe, whereas in fact, what is being done is so that you, they can monitor us and see us together because if three or four or 10 or 20 people are together close, they can't tell if it's one person or 10 people. They want social distancing to imprint upon us now that this is something that's new now and everybody needs to do this for protection, whereas in fact, it's for more monitoring. It's for more uh, tracking. It's for more ability for them to decide who is who should be available to talk and, and work and who should be used as a dissident or, or classified as a dissident and made quiet. So you asked me the question, you opened up the can of worms, that's what I believe. Some people may disagree with me, most people may think I'm a lunatic, it doesn't make any difference because you know what, it's a part and parcel of what's been coming down the pipeline for years, for decades. The National Vaccine Initiative, stamp out childhood disease, we're not going to have autism anymore, and autism was 1 in 10,000 in 1991, now the numbers are 1 in 32. The CDC's own data shows that 1% of the world's population has autism. The CDC's own data, the population of the world right now is 7.7 .7 billion. That means 77 million people have autism. Caused from what? From the vaccines. And you're telling me that these, this new vaccine that, that Fauci is going to introduce and ignore the hydroxychloroquine and the Zithromax, you're telling me that, that that vaccine is something that I should be considering safe to introduce into my body, into my children's body? I'll be dead before that happens. There's no way that I'm going to allow anybody to take that, to take our sovereign right. Thomas Jefferson said that when a people allow a government to dictate the foods they put in their mouths and the medicines taken in their bodies, their souls will soon be in the same sorry state as those who live under tyranny. And that's exactly where we're going. Unless we rise and we and mass people go up and have public gatherings of thousands, 2,000, 3,000 people and show that there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear but fear itself in the words of FDR. 
what are they going to do? Arrest 2,000, 3,000 people in every city? This is what's needed right now. And we have a small window of op uh, opportunity because the Surgeon General already came out and said the numbers, and the ma mainstream media is trying to desensitize it, block it, make sure that nobody knows about it, and they're upping their game. They're trying to tell people, no, not six feet of so social distancing, 13 feet. No, it's not going to be one year before you go back to work. It's going to be 2022. That's what these bastards are saying. And for what agenda? To further the agenda of the vaccine mandate. It doesn't make any sense. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all lies. These numbers are not there. They, even the numbers they're using right now still don't equate to the seasonal flu. Still they're under it. That's why they're overinflating the numbers. That's why they're changing the birth, death certificates. That's why they're telling nurses to get laid off so they can go back and change the, the, the cause of death. That's why they're changing the mandate. That's why they've got mannequins and they're filming one hospital and it's all states. I've never seen an ICU like what they had on ABC. I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, it's Italy, so maybe that's how their ICUs look. Then they show the same thing in New York. And I'm like, wait a second. It's the same freaking footage. It's one lie upon another lie, Gary. And the American people, not just the American people, the world's citizens, the, this is affecting the entire world. You all need to realize and that this is a facade. And the scientists and the doctors that are keeping their mouths shut, if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. You are creating and perpetuating a myth, and you should be speaking out, not be worried about your own personal safety. Speak out the truth because the rest of the world needs it. Because you know what? I don't care what happens to me, Gary. I don't give a crap what happens to you or me. It's, it's irrelevant. What I do care about is my kids. What I do care about is my grandkids. I don't have any yet, but one day I will. About the future progeny, about all of our future progenies, about the future of the human race. That's what I'm concerned about. I wanted to um, to come back and, and hit a point you mentioned about the percentages of individuals affected by vaccines. You brought up autism. Uh, but recently, Bill Gates, uh, he went on CNBC. We covered it here. And he said, and he, was, he said with a smile, it was very, very um, sinister, in fact. He said 700,000 people could be affected by his vaccine and that governments need to set up some kind of indemnification so that they're not held accountable for 700,000 people affected by the vaccine. He's admitting that. But, but when you have 700,000 people affected by a vaccine, but you also have the, the people who will be, quote unquote, protected from COVID-19, they say millions of people are going to be dead because of it, and those numbers are revised. But they're accepting 700,000 people who will be affected, some killed, maimed. How, how do these people come up with this, um, this rationale? And then they're going to make governments not held accountable for this when they mandate it? What's going on here? 700,000 deaths that he's talking about from this vaccine, I'm going to tell you. All the projected deaths from COVID-19, whatever the number is, you can put nine zeros at the end of it. You can say the 7 billion people, that's what their goal is. It's not going to be from COVID-19. It's not going to be for H1N1. It's not going to be from Zika. It's not going to be from any of these other issues. It's going to be from the damn vaccines. It is, though those that know already understand this. You just need to listen to Dr. Judy Mikowitz and what she went through and how she was, her entire career, her life, they, they deemed her, a fugitive from justice, they put her in jail. I'm telling you right now, these people, Gates, Fauci, and their entourage, their minions, if you were to take these people and put them in jail, you would see the world would be such an incredible, beautiful, abundant place. They have been pitting Jews against Muslims and Christians against Jews and black against white and Democrats against Republicans. 
because they're trying to divide everyone so that they can be distracted. There's division, division. You divide and then you conquer. We need to understand that regardless of what different belief systems are, we are all part and parcel of the same species. We're humans. And they have been, their agenda, they don't care about what color you are or what, what your belief system is. They just want to, I'm just coming out and I'm saying it, Gary. I'm sorry if everybody thinks I'm a loon here. I don't really care. There's a depopulation agenda. Bill Gates has been quoted to say depopulation through vaccination. Now, I don't understand how a person can come out and make these kind of statements and say 700,000 people are going to be maimed. But I can tell you the 700,000 people are going to be maimed from the vaccine. You need to add another three zeros to the end of it because that's how many people are going to be blamed. But they're going to blame it on the COVID-19 and justify, use that as a justification to vaccinate all more people. That's exactly what's happening. The, the, the people that say about anti-vaxxers and pro-vaxxers, and I've been labeled as an anti-vaxxer, I'm here to tell you I'm not anti-vaccine. I've never been anti-vaccine. What I am is anti-stupidity because every aspect of the vaccination schedule that's been used in the human population defies every fundamental aspect of human physiology, every single aspect. The immune system isn't even able to mount a response till at least six months to a year, depending on the immunologist that you read, the, the, the literature that you read, it can be from two years to 14 years before the immune system is matured enough. We know that the immune system cannot even mount a response to the first six months of life, yet we're giving babies vaccinations on the first day of the planet. Why? Because for, for what reason? Well, because we want to protect them. Protect them from what? What are you protecting them from? What are you protecting a child whose immune system isn't even capable of seroconverting by adding substances that have a, a, a vaccine that has an immunosuppressive component in there, such as nickel, aluminum, mercury, formaldehyde, and then you give adjuvants such as DNA fragments and adducts and human mutated human cell lines and other species, all this crap that you put into the body. Now you're giving somebody something to stimulate the immune system, yet you're suppressing the immune system with all the immune suppressants that are in it, and you're giving it a time when the immune system can't even respond. So tell me, where's the logic of this? There's no logic. And doctors are like robots and they keep on following this. This, this anybody who says, anybody who says that vaccines are necessary, they either are completely 100% ignorant or they have a suspect agenda, they're financially motivated by saying it because it's a blatant lie. There is no justification to put vaccines into the body at the first day on the planet because the body can't even respond to it. Gary, I'll make an analogy for you. We know how to walk, God gave us legs so we can walk, right? But man came along and said, we need to improve our modes of transportation. So now when we wanna go from here to South Africa, we fly. Similarly, the body has an immune system, and God designed the immune system to work a certain way. So man comes along and says, hey, we want to make the immune system enhance it so that we are more protected. Okay, so far, I'm all with you. And the concept of vaccine is sound. I got it. You introduce a foreign substance, that's exactly how the body works. Now, my question is, if I told you that every time you fly from here to any other place on the planet, you get on a plane, one out of 32 of you is either going to die or have some type of neurological permanent disability, would you fly? Hmm. Uh, no. And that's exactly the point. Good concept with the vaccine. Terrible product. Terrible product. And, and here's the thing that I didn't know until my friend Del Bigtree t uh, showed this in one of his presentations. Do you know that when you file a lawsuit against, uh, the, against a vaccine manufacturer, do you know who is named as the defendant in that lawsuit? No. I mean, I know about the vaccine injury courts, you know, the fund, well, but I don't, know who's, I don't know who's named in the lawsuit who's named in the lawsuit is the Secretary of the Health and Human Services. Why, you may ask? 
because in the 1980s, and I didn't know this, we go back to history, in the 1980s, the vaccine manufacturers came out and told Congress they needed a bailout. They said, there's so many people suing us because of the side effects, we need a bailout. President Reagan at that time said, this is not a good idea, but Congress approved it and bailed out the vaccine industry and said, we're gonna not take over the mandate of policing and studying and making sure that everything's done, the safety studies. And of course, just like typical fashion of the government, it was dropped, the ball was dropped. So now, anytime somebody sues a vaccine manufacturer because they were bailed out from Congress going all the way back to 1980s, the defendant is no longer the vaccine industry, it is the government that is now has bailed them out. So the Health and Human Secretary is named in that lawsuit as a defendant. And guess who you're fighting? Guess who the lawyers are on the opposite side? The Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is supposed to be to make sure that justice is being done, is fighting and representing the vaccine manufacturers against the injury to the common person. That's how contorted and distorted and screwed up our system is. It is time to clean it up. It's time to take the Gates and the Fauci's and having them held accountable for what they've done. Wow. That's uh, certainly something to consider here. And that is really, I believe, where things are going. Um, we're seeing uh, people like Dr. Shiva, yourself, myself, we're, we're calling for accountability in these leaders. And taking it back one more step, talking about the surveillance aspect, uh, we see Google, we see Apple, and these different apps now, they are working to track COVID patients. What kind of a precedent are we setting here? You mentioned RFID earlier, uh, and we do know that there is a specialized ink that they can put when they give you a vaccine that they can only be seen underneath a light. Uh, so what kind of a precedent are we setting here regarding invasion of privacy, as well as turning our sick into pariahs. Gary, I think that you're being very, very generous and very gentle, because if you want to see what kind of precedent this is, I think you already know, you're smiling, so you already know, this is a World War II precedent. This is no different than what happened to the Jews, how they were ostracized, how other people of color, people of different belief systems were segregated and sent to the, the, the concentration camps. I mean, what's the difference between a ink that you can't see and an ink that you could see when they tattooed the Jews during World War II. What's the difference? It's the same thing. Okay, there's already uh, information that goes back and shows Bill Gates' belief system, his, his belief system, the eugenics and, and their history that goes all the way back to, you know, whether it's direct, indirect relationships with all the things that have happened from Nazi Germany. There's a five, six minute video that we're going to be releasing tomorrow that was actually put out by, I believe it was Infowars. It's a beautifully done five minute history of where it all started and where we are right now and how it connects it all. I mean, the amount of censorship that's going on right now, that in itself should be scary to people that there's things are being censored. You know, when people say, well, Dr. Vitar, where's the proof? Why isn't the media covering this? You know, if it's true, then everybody would be covering it. That's the whole point. Censorship has been created in order to prevent the dissemination of truth. And these media organizations are all inclusion. You know, I just had a huge hack job that, that uh, Huffington posted. Even people that are supposedly friendly to us with in certain types of media, uh, I was contacted by two different sources that wanted me to that wanted to interview me, but then both of them didn't want me to go into a certain area. And I told them what? And they're like, well, we just don't want to cover that type of stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm being censored by the best. I'm being censored by the biggest, by YouTube and Facebook. I don't need you to tell me, to, you know, what what you're trying to censor me on. If if I want to be censored, I'll just stick with YouTube and Facebook. So Gary, I appreciate you having the ability to and the desire to get the truth out. 
And I think that your name of your network, Next News Network, is very appropriate because I believe that that's where people are going to be tuning in for the source of information like Robert Scott Bell, you, there are many other people that are providing true information without censorship and they're being censored. So I appreciate the, the, the media that is the true media that is, has journalistic integrity and reporting all sides. That's what I put my life on the line for. That's what millions of Americans have died during the First World War, the Second World War, the Vietnam, Korea, was for freedom, freedom of speech. That's our first freedom, the freedom to bear arms, our second freedom. And that's what they've been trying to do. There's all the stuff about getting, being disarmed, being disarmed, being disarmed. If they disarm us, guess what happens? Then they can make anything happen. I have friends from all parts of the world over the last five, six years, they have been telling me over and over again. These are people that are not U.S. citizens telling me, I hope you Americans understand. I hope you never give up your guns because if you do, then everything's lost. Because when America goes down, so does the rest of the world. Because we have the largest pub public group that is armed. We have so many retired military and law enforcement people out there. And I have a message for every law enforcement and every military, where it's active duty or retired. I want you to remember these words, every opportunity I'm getting to say this, I'm reminding them that you took an oath to defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. You remember that word domestic. And remember that if you're law enforcement active duty right now, military right now, when you're called upon to commit some type of action against the citizenry, Remember, you take off your uniform, you're the same way. Your kids are going to be the same susceptible individuals as getting the RF chips and all this other stuff. They, they're, going to, they're going to be susceptible to the same poison. So it is illegal to follow an illegal order. So remember that. Remember that when you call to do something against citizens, remember that your job, the oath that you took, was to protect those that can't, be, that, that can't protect themselves. Protect those that are, that are vulnerable, not to take advantage of them. So remember that oath. Law enforcement and military, active or retired, it doesn't make any difference. Remember your oath. Remember your oath. Absolutely. Those are words to remember here. And for everyone watching right now, this a um, lot of information here, a lot of information we put on the table. And it's up to you now to take this information, share it with your friends, take the link to this video, put it in an email, share it. Put it in a text message, share it, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook, share the links and make this information widely disseminated because you're not going to hear this information on the mainstream press. You're not going to find it out there. They're not talking about these things. But we are here at the Next News Network uh, with Dr. Buttar. Um, doctor, it's really been a pleasure to have you here. And do you have any final thoughts, your, 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 what you want? You, you just gave a call out to the, to the um, enlisted people, enlisted men and women, uh, former military. But what is your call to action for the average American watching right now? What do you want them? What is the most important thing you want them to take away as we are working our way through this pandemic. Gary, thank you for that opportunity. Uh, there's, a, there's a website, askdrbutar.com forward slash NNN. If you can go to that, that's for the natural, for the, for the Next News Network. We've set that link up. And if you go there, you'll have access to all the vaccine videos that uh, are being put out right now about Truth About Vaccine for a limited time for free. You'll have ac access to all the videos that we've put out to COVID-19 that have been censored completely for free. There's no cost. Huffington Post came out and tried to say that I was charging $450 for all this stuff. You know, I've got good news for Huffington Post. You're going to be sued for slander. 
Um, there's not a single dime that it costs you to do that. You can join the IADFW, the International Association for a Disease-Free World, if you want. There's no requirement for that, but the information and the resources are all there. And I want you to take those videos. We're going to make those videos available to be downloaded because they can't. They can censor it from video, uh, from YouTube and Facebook, but they can't censor it from your own devices. And as Gary said, and I appreciate you saying that, Gary, get this information out into the hands of everybody else. If everybody has it, they can't censor anybody. They can't censor everybody. They may be able to censor some of us, but if it's in the hands of everybody, then they can't censor it. And that's what my call to action is: is go to that website, askdrbutar.com. That's askdrbutr.com forward slash nnn. Get that stuff. Get access to it. Share it with your friends and family. And there's some tools there that are completely without any cost to you. Use them if you want to use them. Don't use them if you don't want. It doesn't make any difference to me. But get those videos downloaded and share them with your family and friends. That's all I ask. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. Folks, you got your marching orders. You know what to do. Share this information across all your social platforms. As, as always, we welcome your comments. And, uh, Doctor, we want to have you back on again soon. If you're ever in the Chicago area, we'd love to have you in studio uh, to have a real nice personal sit-down, long-form conversation uh, on our podcast. It would be wonderful to have you. Um, but the information you presented today, the passion and the, and, and the truth is so important, and we hope that this translates to everyone watching. I know it is. I'm sitting here listening to, to what you're saying, and I'm getting fired up, and I'm excited to be able to present this information out to the American people. So, Dr. Welcome, uh, we would love to have you back again another time. I, I appreciate that, Gary, and I'd love to be part of the show. All right. Thank you for joining us. Folks at home, you know what to do now. Hit the share button, comment below, and we will see you at the next report for the next news network. I'm Gary Franchi. You possess the power to impact the global narrative. Please share this report. And to get more videos like this, become an X News subscriber by clicking the link below. Thank you for watching the Next News Network. Thanks for watching the Next News Network. Tap here to subscribe to the channel to get the latest news and alerts. Tap here to watch our latest breaking news and our top stories. Tap here for our latest featured interviews. And make sure you tap here to get in on the new podcast, the GCast, with my wife Angie and I. We'll see you at the next report. For the Next News Network, I'm Gary Franchi. You're listening to The Andy Peter Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 8 p.m. GMT and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Horizon Talk Radio. Horizon Talk Radio. Talk Radio that deal with the real issues. HorizonTalkRadio.wordpress.com. Now, it's your turn.